0: hey everybody welcome to another week of the soccer thread podcast i'm dan trader i'm in portland oregon um beautiful fourth of july weekend just wrapping up monday night Uh, Your boy's got another day off of work, so I'm ready to go, though. I, you know, can sleep in tomorrow. Actually, I don't think that's true. It's my wake-up day with the kid, but let's (laughs) podcast anyway. You could be hungover for that. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, Colin Smith is in the swamp.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm waking up with the kid tomorrow, too. Uh, No work. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm I'm in for all those things. Uh, I would like to say I was at Dan's house last week, uh, so I would like to take... Uh, all the blame for us not podcasting last week because I messed up the, the regular, you know, uh, rhythm of things by being too near the Beaverton podcast studios. The, you know, they had to shut it down to make sure that I didn't get in there and ruin things. So uh, it's good to be back on the pod.
0: Yeah, there were like three priorities for the weekend. Um, we did uh we did an adventure. Yep. So that was top priority. I'd say second priority was make it to the Timbers game, which we did. Even yeah, though we did. It was like 105 degrees at 9 p.m. It was terrible.
1: <laughs> which Dan didn't take his shirt off. It was an unconscionable choice to not take your shirt off at 105 degrees at 9 p.m.
0: Yeah. We were with Ryan's mother. It felt a little weird. To, I couldn't do that to her. I just I couldn't. did it to her. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, and the, the third <laughs> priority was really to do a live, you know, in person podcast. We did do it there there's no weekend that has room for three priorities there. So top two only, um, we, I was, I was out on a walk Colin thought of you today, out on a walk with my uh, toddler and the garbage truck came rolling past. So naturally big, big deal, you know, pick the correct side of the street for optimal viewing of the automated yeah. arm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, set it up ahead of time, discuss how he can cover his ears. If it gets too loud, all right. Yeah. Like all of it, all of it. And then, The truck pulls up, and the house that we're by has two recycling bins on the street, ready to go, and the truck, automated finger things extend outwards, wide, get both of the bins in the same pickup, and pulls it up.
1: Exploding head emoji.
0: Absolutely. I mean, not only for toddler son, but also for father. Uh, (laughs) And then we We talked for quite a while how we really need to call uh Colin's son to tell him about it because he was the <laughs> other person Colin and Colin son were this the third and fourth people in the world that would be most impressed by this so that's true uh we did not end up making the call but uh we we certainly we thought of you uh it was wonderful uh keevan keevan joining us we are without Mike and Palmer today, so uh you know getting the call off the bench in uh, not Shorewood, whatever's right next door.
2: Whitefish Bay, baby.
0: That's it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I
2: mean, this okay, so we're all Wisconsin guys. I want to go back to this 105 uh, mm-hmm. Timbers game. So I, th- I think you guys have all been to Lambeau. Uh, so like a 10 degree Packers game versus 105 degree Timbers game. Like, which uh, stadium had a higher percentage of of guys put their shirts off?
1: (laughs) Lambo. Lambo, no doubt. Lambo, no doubter.
0: I don't know. There were a lot of shirts off. A lot of shirts off that night. There
1: were a few. There were a few at the Timbers game. But, uh, yeah, not not that far uh, apart, right? Like, the difference was not that much. And we're, like, we're in the Timbers Army section, which is, like, you know, the rowdies. So in the in the club boxes, there's nobody with their shirts off. So,
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's probably about uh, about equal. That's a great question. though. That is not where I thought you were going with that question. <laughs> and
2: I'm happy that that's the answer. That's the ex- answer I expected. I wanted to so hear. So good. Yeah. I
1: didn't uh, see a single excellent. person with their shirt off and something painted on their chest.
0: Mm-mm, that's true. Nobody who had clearly planned well ahead of time on taking their shirt off, which is... Sad, yeah. Uh, staying in an MLS. We've got a warm up. So this week, uh, I don't know if it was like new this week or announced this week, but it kind of it got traction this week that the uh, Columbus Crew have a new goal celebration. Maybe it was just the first time they did it in the stadium. It, was it's for it? the
1: new stadium, yeah.
0: Yeah, the new stadium, yeah. Oh, it's in their new stadium. Okay, there you go. And they played their first game in the new stadium this weekend. Uh, they now have an, a, a goal celebration in the crowd. Where they have a crew of people dressed as construction workers that jackhammer a slab of cement and then hold it up. Yeah, which you know, a it's little a fan weird, by the way. A the, the person
1: holding the actual jackhammer is a fan. It's a, it's a fan gets selected at each game.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: So and that they have makes like it the, more... the hard hats and everything on, like the, like yeah, the crew. Yeah, yeah, like the old crew the, logo. Yeah, the logo that they got rid of.
0: Uh. So, I mean, MLS is weird. I'm all for the weirdness. It is, like, pretty blatantly a ripoff, I, I feel like, of Timber Joey slicing the, the log and then holding that up as a celebration, which is fine. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. The Timbers thing is totally weird and totally silly, and I've never, like, people make fun of it, and I don't, like, I'm not going to defend it. I don't care. It's silly, and who cares, right? And so if Crew is going to take that away, it's silly and who cares? It's fine. It's fine. MLS is weird. Uh Kevin, are you cool with MLS being totally weird? I know this sorry. This was going to be like a warm-up, but let's make it just a topic. Uh do you like the weirdness, Kevin? Yeah. I mean,
2: they have to kind of differentiate themselves in some way and uh obviously the the Timbers like goal celebration is, you know, it, it like goes with the the uh like tradition of the team and it's like and they're kind of trying to start this brand new i don't know the crew's like restarting everything apparently so why not just throw in a new celebration um and, and start this new tradition and why, why not be, why not be weird just do it um i mean i i had for the warm-up i had some other ideas they're not necessarily i don't know if they're really realistic and um they're very like
1: if they're not realistic that's better yeah, yeah. So here's
0: here's the warm up. What other MLS teams need to have a very team specific uh, goal celebration? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Kevin, what do you got?
2: Okay. So these are all cities that I, most of them I haven't been to. So I'm just going straight off stereotypes. So <laughs> stereotypes. Uh, so hard. Anyone's from these cities, I apologize in advance. But the first one that came to mind, and this could go either like, uh, either LA teams. And and they even play off of it with like the El Trafico is if a goal is scored, they should have like a, and they, you can get it like sponsored. So they should have like a platform come up with a car and it can be like a Kia or something like that, you know, Toyota, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's just a guy sitting in his car. Like either he could be like rocking out to music or something. Like he's that. just waiting. He's just, he's stuck just in waiting. Traffic. Just like, yep. He's stuck in traffic.
0: Just but sitting. That's, that's so good. kind
2: of the first thing that came to mind. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I mean Red Bull, I think Red Bull could do something like I don't know a, a guy's on a sport bike and he does a jump or something like that, you know, Red Bull's all about with the uh Yeah, like extreme,
1: extreme something extreme.
2: Something like extreme a, would be kind of cool.
1: A you a parachuter like comes into the state like parachutes into the stadium. Yeah. Jumps out of red a plane. Bane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that you can do the wings or whatever, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is I mean Austin's kind of weird. Like, and they like embrace, because isn't, isn't there a thing? Yeah, like, keep so Austin keep on, weird. Keep yeah. Austin yeah. weird, yeah. So they should, they should just have a, like a, a hipster like pop up and then he's like drinking a PBR or something like that. Or, you know, <laughs> again, another, um, another uh, opportunity for like sponsorship of the goal celebration like PBR. Just like, sponsor it.
1: just like a dude on a unicycle, like whatever, playing a banjo.
2: Yeah. And he's and the drinking a PBR. Yep. He's yeah. the hipster. He's, yeah, he's keeping it weird.
0: Uh, Colin, what do you got? So, uh,
1: when I thought about this, the, the, when I came up with is the best and I had to make one for, you know, our listenership, because I know our listeners, we have lots of listeners in, in Minneapolis. And so they were, as soon as you asked this, I'm sure our Minnesota heads were thinking through what they would have for Minnesota. And I said, figured it out. You, you make like fake ice, like uh transparent plastic, you know, and then you have a, a ice fishing hut on there. And then every time you score, you pull. You have a you have a fish tank underneath, and you pull a fish out of the fish tank, and you like celebrate with the fish. You're like, yeah, we caught a fish, yeah. And I mean, the, first of all, you sell those tickets to sit in the ice shanty to fans for like just a ton of money. They just sit there so and drink bush lights all, to, all game, right? Um, but free bush lights, yeah. Uh, but then also. With the timbers, right, the, the goal scorer gets to take home the big slice slab, of the log. The, the slab, slab. Yeah, yeah. The slab. They get to take home. The sl- so the goal scorer for uh, Minnesota United gets to take home the fish. And they get to like have this like live fish they get can take home and like you know, gut and eat. Yeah. Uh so the goal for the, They so have the, to flay it themselves. They have to flay it themselves, obviously. They obviously. They get the yeah. fish. Yeah. They get it I, like flopping put, still.
2: Yeah, put it on Instagram or whatever and take uh take the Take Minnesota MLS, man. This is a great idea. That's yeah.
1: Great. So then, but then, right? You get this culture where like uh, Minnesota United players are like bringing coolers to the game because they're like, I'm gonna score today. I need my <laughs> cooler because I'm gonna get a big fish today, baby. I'm gonna get two fish. I'm gonna get two fish. And you got like yeah. defenders coming with a cooler, and you're like, whoa. Statement. Oh. Statement from the center back. He's gonna. He's gonna score today. So I think that's uh, Minnesota United needs to come with that.
0: I like that. I I, th- I think that, and this might be. Uh, I think Palmer had something similar to this, but I think Minnesota should just have a tifo that's always rolled up, and when they score, it drops down and it just says, oh, sorry." <laughs> you yeah. know, just uh, apologize to the guests. Why would you score on them? They're in your home. That's not nice. You should definitely <laughs> apologize every single time you score a goal.
1: No, I I think that's the that Tifo comes down after you do the whole fishing celebration and then VAR takes it back. Then the Tifo comes down and goes, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. A whole stadium
2: throw- in unison like yelling. Would, oh, I yeah. love to hear that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to take the fish off the hook, you know, and like throw it back as, as yeah, one does with a fish. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that's so good. I think Miami, they should just have some guy in like a white suit that just does a bunch of drugs every time they score a goal. Um, yep. And you can definitely just have a fan down for that. That can be a fan driven (laughs) auction thing too. You know, it's one, (laughs) one lucky fan.
1: That's like the, like the Las Vegas lights have like the, all you can drink section. You're like, nah, we've got an all you can hard drug section.
0: Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what other good ones were there? I don't know. No,
1: I think Mike that's wanted to shoot bad. off a rocket,
0: maybe for Galaxy or Houston. Oh, one of those right.
1: two could shoot off a rocket. Um, I, I, the Revolution already have one. New England Revolution have been shooting these muskets for forever. That that's one's true. Not, that's that was not bad. Might be too easy. There's that video a
2: fire for the fire.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. There's got to be something yeah. fire themed for the Chicago Fire. I mean, they could just do like a little skit, right? Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm still not sure what they're branding. Are they the fire or are they the fire department? Yeah, maybe right? like, like a guy,
2: he puts out a fire or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Are they putting out the fire or are they burning shit?
0: Like. They are the fire, right? Yeah.
1: So. But then their logo for forever was like the fire department logo.
2: Mm, I true. don't know. And then they'll so change anyway. their logo the next two years anyway. So it Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah. Uh, that's so well, and then we also saw a video this week of um Nashville, he wasn't Jesus, he was Moses, Nashville Moses, yeah, that's right, something. Uh, and I don't know if the Moses guy in the crowd at Nashville always plays guitar or if this was a special cross promotion uh fan thing where uh Nashville Moses was absolutely shredding on the electric guitar in the uh Nashville fan section. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but I love it. Like that's a good that's one.
1: Perfect for Nashville, right?
0: And it's also like Nashville. Like Moses is maybe there's some connection to Moses. I don't know, but like if it's totally disconnected. Thing. yeah, the guitar thing's good. But then like having a dude dressed up as a biblical character, that's great. Let's do that. Whatever. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, like yeah, I came they organically have, it have, too, which is cool. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, it doesn't have to all make perfect sense, right? Like it doesn't have to be hundred percent connected to uh, stereotypes or whatever. Like I love the crew thing is like our c- most construction workers in the U S from Columbus, Ohio or, or does Columbus have a particularly high rate of construction or something. No, it's just like, that's just their name. So like, go just for right, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's very good. All right. So we, we really just have some good ideas for uh, Minnesota. We'll let them know. Uh, that's very good. Very good. I like the car thing. That just seems really good too. Actually, for L A, you can bring in some ad dollars. Car, like, you know, there have to be like a lot of like ex- L A uh, Lakers guys own car dealerships, right? So just like get them looped in. Yeah, Th- that's gonna work. That's I, I, gonna I like work. the
1: idea of this. Pl- when Kevin was talking about the platform, like coming up from behind somewhere or whatever, they're like, yeah, you have this one car, but you have to like make the point that it's stuck in traffic because that's like the L A thing. So you just have, like, the front 10% and back 10% of the car in front and behind this car. So, like, on the platform, you have, like, just a little bit of two other cars to be like, it's, it's stuck. It's stop and go traffic. It's really, it's jammed on the 101 right now. <laughs> I
0: think a, a nice thing you could do with this is have the person that's in the car really acting it out. Because you can either be, like, road ragey or you can be defeated or you can be, like, I'd like to after the each goal to, to get a close-up on the TV of the actor playing out what they do in traffic.
2: Yeah. Like I'm I wanna see. like, like Dwight, and like I, Dwight in the office where he's like going crazy for like a sales call. That could be a good one. Like a guy's just rocking out like to music and just like, you know, embracing it. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's what I want to see. I, I The other thing about these that I, I mean, obviously I did this for the Minneapolis one, but I really like the Timbers thing where they like give away the slab. Right. I think that's like the weird thing. That's like, um, like endearing about it some way is that like foreign players are like, say you've played in the Premier League for ten years. You're um, what's his name? Ridgewell. You could score a goal for Portland in your second game, and they give you a piece of wood. You're like, (laughs) excuse me? Like, what the fuck is this? Like sure, I'll take it home, but like what am I supposed to do with this? Like it's so weird and like, I don't know, offbeat or like minor league feeling. Um in a lovable way. And I think that so I think that you got to have something to give away. So I I feel like you could just make this car in a way where you can just like rip off the side view mirror and just like throw it to the player. Be like, yeah, side view mirror, rear view mirror, (laughs) steering wheel. Boom.
0: And eventually, if you score like 100 goals, you (laughs) assemble an entire car. (laughs) So good. All right. That's our warm up. Very excellent. Uh, We got some emails and I am going to just cruise through this email section. Mike, we miss you. Uh, Email from Pedro. What's up, STP? What's up, Pedro? Uh, He found a video of Colin and I on our adventure last weekend. Uh, I tweeted that out. So you can find it if you're good at internetting. Please go ahead and do that. And and Pedro says uh, he found us really inspirational. Colin, we are uh, we're role models.
1: That's never my intention, Pedro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you feel that way. But he also says he wants to hike the Grand Canyon, which is a very good idea. You should do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Grand Canyon, uh, all for it. All for it. Uh, Another one from Pedro. Uh, He is a huge Phoenix Suns fan. He knows that we've got some Wisconsin and Milwaukee folks on here, so he wants to mow. Uh how are you guys feeling about this uh NBA Finals matchup, Keith? Uh well let me get so Saturday was a
2: big day. I um before we get too far, I went to uh English pub to watch the England game. That went well. And you know, I just rolled right into it, wore my England jersey to um the bar down the street uh to watch the Bucks game. Oh,
0: I thought you were gonna say you went.
2: And and they won. So you know that England jersey's lucky. Keep it on. Um I, I mean, if Giannis is back, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about the Bucks. And either way, the Bucks being in the finals for the first time in my life, I never thought that would happen. So I'm just enjoying yeah. this right now um, before it all starts. Once, yeah. the, once the series starts, then I'll um, fall into a, a mess of anxiety yeah. and nervousness. But right now, I'm just enjoying it. And I'm, I'm happy to see Pedro's yeah. enjoying his side too. I think the Suns are kind of a similar... Similar both. They've They've never won the finals. It's been a long time, so it's cool to see two franchises um, in it.
1: Yeah, Keevan and I are, are text about this, and we were both – I mean, it's the first time the Bucks have been in the finals since 1974. So, yeah, we're just, like, shocked to be there, I would say, as Bucks fans. Uh, but also that Keevan and I are very similar in that once this, the series start, uh, we become the most negative people on our, our – our, uh, you know, multi-person text thread in that, you know, we just can't stand it basically. So, uh, yeah, definitely wish the bucks would win this series, but I think, uh, you know, the the Las Vegas odds have the Suns as pretty heavy favorites, not like overwhelming favorites, but pretty heavy favorites. Um, due to the fact that I think Giannis is basically not expected to play a big role in the series. Um, so, but yeah, Colin, I mean, it'd be gravy if they win, but I remember I'm I'm negative. I'm negative.
2: Your dad had season or half season tickets. I remember going as kids and just never thinking that this would happen. And um, yeah, I my I've watched games with my neighbors who this is they'll never want to watch a game with me again. And uh, I'm sure I wasn't (laughs) fun to be around at the bar on Saturday night. Uh, But hey. That you watch your your game how you want to watch it. I'll watch it my way, which is you know it's not even fun. it's not yeah. fun for me either. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell tell your neighbors that. Look, I'm sorry, but it's not fun for me either. Like just so we're clear. Yep, yep. That's so funny. Uh, I'm not a big NBA fan and not a Bucks fan. I'm actually more on the Blazers uh, bandwagon these days. Although even that is is very much only at playoff time. So I don't have much to say about this. Oh, uh, the,
1: the one thing I do want to say is this: this rolls deep for everyone who's from Milwaukee. Uh, my mother, uh, this is talking about Game Seven of the Nets series, but this game ended at like 10 p.m. ish Central Time, and she was texting me like in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, even I'm like, don't text me. Why are you doing this to me? And uh, then I, the last text I got from, or no, the next morning, I get a text from her that's like, uh, didn't fall asleep till 3 a.m. You know, so excited. And it's like, mom. Y- you're home by yourself for five hours just with the cats, and you just like were so hyped up on the Bucks that you couldn't fall asleep for five hours. It's so lovely, so
0: amazing! Yeah, yeah, that's so great. Yep. Sports, excellent. Uh, email from Raymond who says, uh, I don't understand about the English speaking American media and their fans. Uh, Raymond thinks Harry Kane is a world class player, a classic number nine. Uh, we've talked a little bit. I We were planning on talking about this, Colin. I don't know if it ever made it onto the podcast. Uh, Kane was not the Premier League player of the season. Most goals, most assists in the league. Um, I mean, I think we think a lot of Harry Kane. Is he world-class, and is he, in fact, somehow underrated?
1: Um, I'll say yes to both. Like, I think he's world-class. I don't think he's Cristiano Ronaldo-class. Cristiano Ronaldo's, like, all-time class or whatever, like, best 11 all time you know that kind of like uh group hurricane is clearly not in that level uh is he world class yes i mean with the top i don't know two or three four number nines in the world Lewandowski Ronaldo and Kane probably right now um but yeah i think that that's that question so is he underrated yeah i think so because i think people don't think of him in that group i think people don't give him enough credit for his versatility um, he scores goals all kind of ways, same way with Lewandowski. Um, but he also creates. Obviously, he's shown, I think, in the last maybe two or three years, kind of a increased ability to do that—to drop deeper and create. Um, he doesn't have as good of players around him as a lot of these other guys. Doesn't you know? Isn't on as strong of a team. Um, but also, he works his ass off. Like he's 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 a he presses hard and and contributes in a lot of other ways that that he just doesn't get credit for.
0: Kevin, you think he's underrated? Yeah, I agree.
2: And I don't know if, if this is a shot at Palmer or Palmer would agree with me, but I think just the Spurs narrative doesn't help him um, where he doesn't really have a lot of trophies under his belt like Cristiano Ronaldo or Lewandowski or, or Messi or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, if, if they win the Euros, maybe it, it, it pops him up again. Uh, I still think he'll, people will still underrate him, even if they do. Um, but yeah, just like you said, he can basically do it all, and he has the stats to back it up. Like, he, he led the led in assists, led in goals, led, has led in goals multiple times in, arguably, maybe in our mind, the best league in the world. Um, so the fact that he's not up in there, I don't know, I think just Ronaldo and, and, and Messi are kind of on, like, like that whole other level of, um, like, best that have ever done it like, ever, so it's hard to, um, I guess, maybe he's just in the wrong generation, I don't want to say that for Kane, because he's still a world-class player, and probably one of the best nines outside of outside of this, those two that we've mentioned, I mean, Lewandowski's just won the Ballon d'Or, d'Or so, like, um, it's hard to beat that, but, yeah, I think just, he's got to get some trophies under his belt, and maybe that pushes, up, pushes a, him up into the... Cristiano or Messi, but I still think that's kind of a tall, tall ask or tall order.
0: He he does have this funny thing where, like, when when there are really good players on teams that are not, uh, the best in their league year in year out. So if the if the a top player is not on say Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, maybe Manchester United, although they've dropped off Manchester City, uh. Then they're almost like this diamond in the rough kind of thing. And Tottenham were in the Champions League final a couple of years ago, but like not that good this year, but Kane had an outstanding season. So there is this, like usually there'd be this kind of unknown quality about that where you're like, oh, he'll get a move. We'll see what he does. And Kane now is actually looking at a big move, right? Um, I think most people expect him to be at City next year. He's 27. Um so, like, he doesn't have that many years that he could be absolutely amazing at City. Like, not 10 years, right? Maybe, I don't know, four or five, best case. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, assuming he gets a big move to a, a top, top club, uh, kind of how that affects his, how we all think of him and his legacy.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. As I feel like he's he's at a point right now where if he, if he keeps playing for Spurs, he becomes Alan Shearer, who's like a player who has incredible stats and was in that generation, like as good as you got in the premier league, like his, his stats will tell you that and whatever, if you want to watch the highlights or whatever, they'll tell you that. But, uh, we don't talk about Alan Shearer the way we talk about Thierry Henry or whoever Dino or, or whatever. I don't know. Cantona or like somebody else from that era who is like a little bit more iconic and things like that because they were winning more titles and like that puts you more in the conversations that, you know, so I I think it'd be good for Kane to get that move. Honestly, I'm sure Palmer obviously doesn't want to hear that, but um, like, if I were Harry Kane, I'd be like, okay, I've, I've done enough. I've, you know, I've been at Spurs, like he's, he came through there, but he's like been the guy or like scored 20 goals a year for like six years now. So that's like,
0: is know. there any actual value in if he just decided I want, look, I'm three quarters away the way to being club led, like all time club legend. What I need to do now is continue to play well and stay at Spurs for the rest of my career. Is there any actual value in that Keevan or does he, is that silly? Like there's, there's just no actual good reason to do that.
2: I mean, I, for some reason, like the uh, Aguero kind of comes up to me for a comparison if he stays, um, where like, I mean personally I think Kane is better is a better player than Aguero at their prime. Um, if you compare the two of them, where Aguero stayed and he's, I mean he's basically he's a club legend, and yet he can and he kind of, I don't know if he got pushed out, but um, like no one blames him for leaving, and he'll still go down in Man City as an absolute club legend. Um, and he'd never really gotten that that title of like the best player in the world. So I mean, I don't, I, if you want to use it as an example of yes, he'll be a club legend, and that's that's uh, that's great. Or does he have his eyes set on being like a, a Lewandowski or like the the best, want to be known as the best nine of, or arguably the like you know top two best nine, uh, kind of take Cristiano Cristiano's yeah. throne once he's I because what's Cristiano now thirty going to be 34 35 he's he's got to be coming down yeah. so Kane if he has his eyes set on kind of taking that throne I think moving might be um an option because you, you got to rack up trophies um but, but I guess that's just my thought on
1: it. I mean I think that the difference between those two players well besides the fact that Aguero's a legend because he had like I mean Aguero's a legend for a lot of reasons but mostly because he had the biggest goal in Man City history and it will always be the biggest goal in Man City history Right? like it's unbeatable yeah. um, like one of the probably the best moment in premier league history too. Um, but the difference is that Aguero could never say this team isn't supporting me enough and I'm better than this team. And if I move, I will have a better situation. Right. Harry Kane can have, could have said that for years now, basically. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Harry Kane could have go- as soon as he was the best English striker, he could have gotten a, bet, a played for a better team. And so he he's, could, could have been thinking this in the back of his mind, like, well, I'd like to win a trophy. Well, I'd like to win a trophy. Well, I'd like to win a trophy for years. And now he just kind of gets to the end of his rope and says, like, okay, it's just not going to happen with Spurs. I've done all I can. I've led the Premier League in goals and assists in a single season, and we're still, whatever, seventh or eighth. Like... The fuck do I have to do? Like Aguero yeah, yeah. never thought that he never thought looked around him and said the fuck do I have to do here at City? He always had. I love world class. I
0: love the Aguero uh, tangent, and we I don't think we've really talked a lot about Aguero and his legacy at City and moving on and like the end of the Aguero era and all that. Maybe we should save it, but uh, I think that's really interesting. And like, what could Aguero have accomplished if he had gone to uh, Real Madrid seven years ago or something? You know, because Certainly when Pep came in, <laughs> I said we'll save it for another <laughs> pod, but I can't help myself. Uh, you know, Pep came in and tried to, has tried to replace him every year, essentially. Uh, so he could have kind of said, like, at least emotionally, I'm not being supported. He had the cast of characters around him. but uh, So, it, like, playing out some of that would be a very interesting conversation. We should do it sometime. Uh, Raymond did have a second, and uh, I think was the main point of his email, really um was to suggest that the narrative especially coming out of american media around Kane and Ronaldo if you like just make the assumption that they're both now playing kind of classic number 9s Ronaldo always gets painted as this kind of selfish individualistic uh bit of a villain character and Kane never gets that uh do you think that's fair Colin are they similar enough that we shouldn't uh that it's hard to separate them in that way? Or is it fair to, to kind of play that narrative?
1: Well, I mean, I think Kane, if there's anybody who should not get that narrative, the like it's Kane, right? Like, like I said before, just about him as, you know, without the comparison to Ronaldo, he works very hard. He seems to be a team player. He has added really like passing and dropping deeper and assist to his game. Um, like, he's he seems to be a great teammate in every way. Nobody has ever said anything other than that, right? So I think that seems fair for Kane. Like, seems like he's a great teammate. Great. Ronaldo, I think, yeah, there is, a, like, a little bit of this, like, uh, wanting to juxtapose him with Messi, who's always seemed so, like, oh, just joyful to play. So, like, Ronaldo has the to be... The good guy. The, yeah, yeah. Where, so Ronaldo has to be the opposite of that. And it's like... And so the, like, um, whatever uh, narrative around him is, like, A, like, insanely hardworking, like, you know, physically, like, all he cares about is being in the gym and working hard, working on his body, working, 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 working. There's all these, like, stories if you listen to, like, former players who have played with him about how early he's in the gym or whatever. That and he just wants to score. He just wants to score every game, and he's, like, pissed off until he scores. And if he – you know, and you see this, honestly, I think you see this in his reactions. Like, he gets pissed off at his teammates when they're up 4-0 and somebody misplays a pass to him. Like, he's a perfectionist and he wants every chance and he wants every goal, which is, like, that kind of, like, psychotic, like, egomaniac uh, trope, which is, like, has a lot of root in truth for, like, a lot of elite, elite, elite athletes, right? Like, Jordan is, like, another classic one of these, like, that last dance you listen to that and all this like i took that personally shit and like how he wanted to tear brian or brian russell apart and like all that kind of stuff it's like players who are clearly inferior to you you still like take this like i need to crush them mentality and like ronaldo has that and and it makes him better but it also is like a not very nice person part of someone's personality, right? Like Jordan doesn't seem like a good friend either. Like whatever. <laughs> like not a dude you want to have a beer with. Like, not well, really. like
2: and Ronaldo's embraced that, like that marketing of I'm gonna be the villain of like I take my shirt off. It's about me when I score kind of he kinda of gives that gives off those vibes and like he thrives yeah, yeah, off. Yeah. Like he's accepted that and he's made a lot of money off that. Uh and then you know like also yeah, yeah. um I mean I guess I don't know Kane all that well but like I'm not seeing him in like underwear commercials or uh, perfume commercials or whatever the hell like Cristiano's doing or like his inst- like Kane's Instagram <laughs> isn't like half his pictures aren't him. I guess I don't follow Kane on Instagram or even if he has the Instagram, but I if they are I can't imagine they're like half of them are his, him with his shirt off. You know, like I think just that kind of like image that Ronaldo has carved for himself and it's worked wonders for him is uh, like. It, kind of adds to that uh, narrative that uh, Raymond's, yeah. Raymond's thrown in, or also, like, and does the fact that Kane stayed with Tottenham when they've been, like, so close, and he wants to, like, be there to help him win a trophy, and they just haven't done it, where, like, you know, Cristiano, he went, he won a bunch of trophies in Man U, then he went to the Galactico, so, like, you know, he went to Real Madrid to, to win more, and, like, try uh, to, you know, it, I mean, I think Real Madrid, even that part, is, like, they kind of if I guess maybe in my head, like Barcelona versus Real Madrid, like the Madrid are kind of like, they're both similar teams, but I think Real Madrid kind of gets this like image of like, we're just going to throw money at it. And like, we're going to try to pay for all the, the, the yeah, it's we're going to pay for all the good it's, players. It's we're, not gonna, yeah, we're not going to, yeah, we the not like, we don't have to build our own. We're just going to buy, we're just going to buy whoever we need. And then I think that kind of hurt that adds to Ronaldo's image of being like
0: full of himself and,
2: uh, like selfish, I guess.
0: The villain, the villain. But I think he's leaned, yeah, into, he's definitely it. leaned into it. Like he's seen that and that's it's worked that's for him. Fine. He's made like, so much money. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, 100%. It's worked for him. Yeah. It's like and it's
1: like uh um there's not it, it's like it's it the the narrative or like the media part of it is like very lazy, right? Which is like fine. But like Jamie Vardy, like what's his personality really like? I don't really know, but I, because he has this rags to riches story of like playing like being 20 years old and playing in like the 11th division like for 100 pounds a game or whatever like his story is always going to like be oh he's the good guy underdog blah 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 thing so like they're always going to it's it's always going to be painting him as like 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 the good face of that messy ronaldo and ronaldo like you're saying being the uh attractive always played for a big club. It's not like like also if, if a player is like a little pudgy or like something else about them like you're like, "Oh, that that's that's amazing that uh that he's so good even though he's like so short or Luke so shaw-ish. this or short. He's not he's yeah, Shout Luke out Luke Shaw. Yeah. Shout he's, out. Not, he's not he's not what so you good. think as a he, you know, he's not the prototype. Like Ronaldo is the fucking prototype, right? Like he is He's yeah, the Terminator. Everything. and he's, he's like, he he's yeah, exactly. And he leans in Exactly. Yeah. And he leans into that image, right? He doesn't yeah. humanize himself, right? He's just like, Yes, I am the perfect human. So I am the perfect you are, soccer
0: player. You are not blaming the English speaking American media for this, like Raymond is. You are saying No, I'm all media.
1: It's like all it,
0: but it's like Ronaldo's it, happy to play yeah. his part. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So is Ronaldo's like million press team and like Whatever his PR guy and like all these people who make him a multi More in a
2: Coca Cola bottle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, email from the Revs fan one. Uh, thanks for the email. Uh, he says he found the intro to a pod a couple of weeks ago interesting. We were talking about uh Liga MX and how mostly we watch obviously um international U.S. men's national team MLS Premier League and not Liga MX. Um, And uh, Ryan says he thinks this preference may be driven by unconscious bias and whom we mingle with um, on top of practicalities like language that it's covered in. Uh, I think we've talked about this a bit, so we don't necessarily need to get into all of that. But reading through the email, I did have a couple of thoughts, uh, and I was interested in your guys' reactions. Uh, Kind of comparing our lack of... Viewership of uh, Liga MX compared to Bundesliga. Bundesliga is on a readily available, or has been anyway, I don't even know because I don't follow it closely carefully enough, but like has been at least on a, a very available uh, cable news or, you know, sports channel coverage in English. And I still have not taken up watching Bundesliga. So compare my lack of interest in that to my lack of interest in league mx uh i mean what is that i i think that just says that actually there's a connection to the premier league specifically and not that there's some uh disconnection to a spanish-speaking league or to a uh, neighboring countries league or something like that um do you think there's anything in that Kevin, or is it is it something else
2: no i think but you kind of, ref fans one and you um, kind of touch on this in that it's, he mentions who we, who we talk to or who we mingle with, um, who, you know, shared interests or what, what we grew up, what we grew up with. Um, like all every, all the people that I talk to soccer about, it's predominantly about the premier league. Um, is that just because I've run into them and that's our shared interest um, maybe that that's certainly the case, but um it's also like that's i was able to watch like fox soccer when I was growing up, mostly had the premier league um there was no like liga m x or um even m l s at that point there's the Milwaukee wave i could watch uh in person <laughs> but yeah', <laughs> yeah. oh fan. yeah for yeah. sure I'm still you know i have you can't see if, uh this is great for her podcast, but I'm freaking <laughs> out of Milwaukee Wave uh, koozie.
0: But, oh, like, yeah, I so mean, Leah
2: MX, I think just that's very popular because the Red fan touched on that. That's really popular in, in the U.S. I think, and the viewers among it, because they have, like, that history and that connection to a team. And I think just goes, this goes beyond just soccer, which, Dan, which you have touched on, or at least this pod has. Where, like, I mean, even go, going back to the Milwaukee Bucks, like, I'm a Bucks fan. Because I grew up with them, and that was what I was able to watch, and that's what I have a bond with. Uh, so that's kind of carried over with the Premier League, and it's and that's that was the that was the soccer that I w- had access to and could watch as a kid. So that's what I'm gonna keep keep going with. Um, Bundesliga kind of just has come on recently. I, f- I feel like, and or at least accessibility to watch. Um, so that's maybe that might be a reason why we don't watch that much. I mean, we still have interest in it. But I'm not like, I don't, if you ask me like one through nine of the Bundesliga, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you at any given point. I could tell you that Bayern Munich's going to win and that they're probably winning just because they've won the last 50 years. Because that's what you know. Nine, yeah. 10, nine, 10 years. But um, yeah, I I think it's just growing up and who you, who you talk with. I mean, it's shared interests, you know, like I talk to you guys and I talk to listeners and I talk to my friends about the Premier League because that's what they watch and that's what I watch and that's what we bond over
1: yeah yeah i I think the this is like uh not my experience because i agree keep my experience the same as yours and that like there was a kind of a critical period at least in our lives where um there wasn't a lot of international soccer available to us and then there became one brand of international soccer available to us and it was the premier league if that had been the bundesliga if that had been league mx if they had like been like oh saturday mornings on Uh, ABC is Liga MX and they did it in English and like packaged it in a way that was entertaining. Like, would we all be really interested in Liga MX right now? I don't know. Maybe. Right. So um, it does help. Certainly that the premier league is like, has the stars and like people from all over and everything like that. But um, I think an interesting thing about this that I've heard from other people, again, saying that this is not my experience, but uh, is that, that same thing happened in england in like uh probably half generation before us that the only international soccer they could get outside the premier league or maybe it was the first division of the time was in italy and this was like it, it, when it, italian soccer was like at its peak like maradona playing for napoli era and that that was like a package thing that like like i'm saying came on some certain time of the day and everyone would watch it because it was this like one way to see players stars who weren't playing in your league um and then there's like a generation of english people who like have this fondness for certain italian clubs and certain italian players because they saw them and they followed them because they talked about it with their friends at school and everything like that because they all watched that because that was like this other style of soccer or this other cool thing that like you know was outside their experience so I think that that's really what it comes down to is it like you said, is is that shared you can't, you, it's really hard to be a fan of something. If no one else gives a fuck about that thing, um, you have no one to talk to now. I mean, it's maybe a little different cause you can like go on Twitter or something and engage with people online. But when we all became fans of, of the premier league in, in like the, well, maybe early zero early 2000s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Like, uh, you know there w- you weren't going to really interact on like you know, i don't know what would have been like a message board or some shit uh AOL instant messenger but like whatever you're just like talking to your friends about it so um yeah if it had been serie a on fox sports world or something else like we just as bundesliga we would have probably followed bundesliga
0: the so football italia you still hear stories from yes, people who are that's like what it's called. i and it's like you could not imagine watching that show in standard uh, in high definition. It is a standard definition show. It has that nostalgia, whatever. And so there's that emotional link. Uh, one thing, uh, the most popular league in the United States is Liga MX. So people hugely give a fuck. We just happen not to, uh, for the reasons that we've stated. So, uh, it's not that it's anything, it just happens to not be what this podcast covers, so I don't. Yeah, think, we
1: also uh, give like not that much of a fuck about like Major League Baseball, but like you know, that's a that's a sport a lot of people like too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so not to downplay League MX at all is what I'm saying. It's it's the most popular soccer league in the United States, and and we admit that we've got no problem with that. We're happy for that. We wish we watched more of it. I think in general, uh, we just we just don't. So uh, there it is. Um an email from new listener Mike Samuelson. Um he always thought that the Euro soccer tournament, the numbers along with it, represented the year in which the tournament took place, but obviously that turns out to not actually be true because Euro 2020 is happening now. It is 2021. Uh it's a wonderful little science experiment to to prove the miscorrelation. Uh so he wants to know what does the 2020 represent in the Euros 2020? Uh, name. He thinks maybe it's the amount of money either in millions or billions of dollars demanded by uh, UEFA as a bribe to be the host or a dog whistle to criminal organizations looking to fix the matches uh, if they pay the tournament organizer that number in millions so that they can have access to the refs. Uh, any thoughts about this? What does 2020 mean in the Euros 2020 nomenclature? Game? Is this
2: the first Euros with VAR? So maybe they're trying to like to market that, <laughs> like, all right, our our referees are going to have a 2020 vision, like, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna that mess is, up any calls. That's exactly we're, right. That's exactly we're gonna get right, it perfect. It's gonna be perfect soccer, perfectly officiated. So you know, 2020
0: vision. It's 2020. That is a much, much better answer than this email deserved and than I expected, so well done.
1: (laughs) That's a wrap on this email. (laughs) Answered. That's it.
0: Uh, The Euros are going on. We are into the semifinal stage. They will be played tomorrow, Monday the 6th, and uh, Tuesday the 6th, and uh, Wednesday the 7th. Let's look back a little bit, specifically at the knockout stage. Uh, Do you guys... I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, the running order here says best knockout game. Do you guys actually have an opinion on that? Have you watched something or the highlights of something? What like really stood out as the the pinnacle of soccer? Uh, Colin, you have any thoughts on that?
1: Um, yeah, let me think
2: here. Uh,
0: I mean, you've got big games: England, Germany. Right? I think, but, you've but got what about Belgium, that? France, Switzerland
2: has to be is mine at least. France Switzerland
1: is is one, and then Spain Croatia is the other. Um, I prefer a game that doesn't end in penalties, so I'm gonna take Spain Croatia five three. Uh, but yeah, the France Switzerland was. I also watched that one, and it was phenomenal. Those were the two that were on the same day too. And I remember, you know, our texts and, and things like that. I mean, just like whatever, not just like our the text, best, but the all best of Twitter day of football being ever. like, yeah, yeah, like this was this was phenomenal. And why isn't every day like this kind of thing? But um uh, yeah, those are two great games. Um obviously goals by the buckets, bucket load, and Spain, Croatia probably had uh some not as great goals, but uh still just they were both a lot There's of fun. Been, both went into yeah. extra time. It's been some know.
2: great narrative too with like England versus Germany with their history, even the PKs of like France and Switzerland, like it comes down to Mbappe, the like supposedly gonna take the throne for the best player like it comes down to his pk and he ends up missing
1: messy misses pks all the time yeah. too so he's just taking it yeah. i just thought yeah like Very when he thing. was
2: walking up i just like oh man he's it's so much <sighs> pressure on him it's unfortunate yeah yeah he's
0: like 20 years old or whatever um Keevan, are Spain good? I mean, they're into the semifinals. They have uh, they beat Croatia in that amazing game. Uh, Switzerland took them to penalties, and uh, they've got Italy coming up. I feel like the narrative around Spain, and you said as much, I think, coming into the tournament, is you thought they'd be a slow starter, and they still just feel like they haven't quite kicked into gear. Somehow they're still here.
1: They scored five goals in back-to-back games.
0: Oh, what is... Did they mean... it? <laughs> <laughs> And that's what, I mean, Murata has taken a lot of blame. Like, they don't have a good striker, so that's going to be the weakness. And yet, they're scoring. So, like, do you believe in it,
2: Keevan? I mean, so, I'm, I've am i been on, like, Mike won't give me credit, but I've been on Italy's train um, pretty early in this tournament, so I, I don't think it's going to continue. However, I'm also very wrong in that I didn't think Spain would make it this far. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's... I guess it's it's interesting tactics they have because you you can kind of see and you put this in their run order like a tiki taka like foundation to it. But yeah, like they are going forward. It seems to be because like Spain, outside of their World Cup wins, like they they're down years, if you will. Yes, they would hold on to the ball, but they just pass it back and forth in their and their midfield or, or between their defense and their midfield and not really go forward and just, you know, whatever, we're going to hold on the ball. That's what we do. But now it just seems like, yeah, like they're going forward and Marata actually seems like a threat, which is like, if you would have told me that in the beginning of the tournament, I would have thought you were crazy. Um, just even just his last season with Juventus wasn't all that great. Um, but yeah, like he's seems like a threat. And I mean, he's not necessarily like setting the world on fire, but like, He's scoring goals. He's still missing a lot of opportunities because that's what he does. But he's still scoring goals and Spain are like they're going forward with like some authority rather than just holding on to the ball. Yeah, we're content with holding on the ball. Like they're trying to go forward and they're they're playing long balls every once in a while. like rather than just short just to hold on to it. So I think they're re like I guess they're real. They made it to the semifinals, but personally I think Italy will uh will win. However, I'm still very impressed with Spain.
0: Do you think, Colin, that this is a new, uh, really new generation, I guess, from Spain? Or is this like, getting the last bit of fumes out of Tiki Taka, which is a thing that people have been talking about for probably 10 years. So it's maybe silly, but like, do you see this as a a rebirth? Or is this uh, really trying to punch through continuing with the tradition that they have?
1: I mean, I, think, I don't think the style of play is all that different. It's a little bit more direct, I think, at times. I, I think they're like a little bit more um, willing to quickly counterattack rather than when they get the ball just immediately putting their foot on it. Um, yeah, in possession. When when they are in possession, they are very deliberate still. Um, so I think they have, in that sense, like a identity still, the same identity. But as far as the players, I think it is very different. Um I think Busquets is like the only guy left who I'm like, oh yeah. From that other generation, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, So like some of them, like Morata are guys who certainly are not like, uh, are proven players, right? Like Pedri is like another player who's like taking a big role, but he's like, whatever, 18 years old. He's clearly of the next generation. I think there have a lot of guys who are of the next generation. And this is basically like a young team or a growing team or, a you know a team that still needs to figure out how to fit together but i think they'll they're trying to have the same image they're not like yeah trying to change who they are like um germany had to like change who they were at one point right and they were like instead of playing defensive football we're going to attack and like we're going to change our our national ethos this is not the case here like they're going to be the same yeah. guy, same
2: team yeah. italy's even kind of changed theirs uh, going forward yeah
1: that. italy's that's great that's a better example
0: yeah uh, some big disappointments in this tournament. Portugal lost in the round of 16 to Belgium. They were the reigning Euros champion. Uh, Ronaldo did not cry, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> France lost in penalties to Switzerland. Uh, Croatia lost to Spain, but obviously they've had a really good um, World Cup recently. Uh, who else? Germany losing to, I mean, lots of Netherlands losing to Czech Republic. Uh, Colin, for you, Biggest team disappointment? Who's going to walk away from this the most shattered?
1: Oh, France. I I think France is, like, Germany wasn't looking good before the tournament uh, and lost to England, who, you know, maybe no one thinks they're the best team in the world, but they're pretty good. Uh, But France was the favorites, and they lost to Switzerland, who is a team that they really, you know, is like, uh it's like the US being not I don't want to say being knocked out by Trinidad and Tobago, but like being knocked out of a competition by Panama or Costa Rica I mean, or something like that.
0: Switzerland still is ranked eighteenth in the world or something. Yeah, so this is I mean, not I, like a
1: it's not an absolute minnow, right? But it's like a smaller country right next to you. You're very used to playing and beating. And you have all you've won the last World Cup, you have all the high profile players. They who does Switzerland have? Granit Xhaka, backup, Jared and Shaqiri, yep. bench player like like uh bench players, like and and they beat you, right? So you have Mbappe and Griezmann and Pogba and you know whatever. Every player on your team is like world class, world class guys, and you lose. Like it's a it's a huge disappointment. There's there's no two ways around that. I think. I think they're the only one to go out and and yeah, like to a team that's much lower than there, like. Uh, Portugal went out to Belgium, Belgium in turn went out to Italy, Germany went out to England, those are all like, oh, you know, one big nation kind of beating another big nation, whereas France is like maybe the biggest nation, and they lose to a small nation.
2: This is France's like golden generation, um, and it's like, they won a World Cup, so it's like, yeah. it's been established that this is their golden generation, and yeah, to lose, if, you'd, if you would to lose to Switzerland, is, that's got to be the biggest Disappointment. If I had to choose one, like a second, maybe Belgium. Um,
0: but yeah, I think
2: you got to go France.
0: The semifinals have Italy and Spain, England and Denmark. I think Denmark is the outlier here in terms of, you know, if you'd drawn it up beforehand, looked at the rankings, whatever. Uh, the other three, any reasonable person could have been like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Denmark, a bit of a surprise. Uh Kevin, do you think Denmark could pull this off? Can they keep running? It's been a pretty easy path for them so far. Wales in the round of 16, Czech Republic in the quarterfinals. Now they've got England and then they'll have Italy or I mean, Spain. Uh team
2: of destiny. If you got if you had to pick one, it's the team of destiny going through what they've gone through in this tournament and just to to get through that and the the camaraderie is pretty outstanding. They they can play England they can beat England I think they beat England last time they matched up them with them in the uh, World Cup qualifiers like so just a few months months ago Kristen Eriksen scored the the winning goal um, but yeah I think they can I mean it's definitely a surprise and I think yeah their their run hasn't been the most difficult if you compare that to any of the other remaining three teams um, but you it's like the saying goes you play who is in front of you so and they've done it Um, again, they've been through adversity and and more than both on and off the field. Uh, So I'd love to see see them keep going. Um, And I think they can. They have the talent.
0: Something about the fact that they had this absolute Cinderella run in 92. So they've got like previous almost, Mm -hmm. obviously totally different set of players, Schmeichel and goal. uh, But... I can't decide if that means that like oh they've got it in them, or if it's like it could never happen twice, and I I'm not sure I'm not sure which side of the coin it falls on for them.
1: Those are both like gambler's fallacies that like you're just like you're yeah. preaching to the choir here,
0: and yeah
2: the only thing game being in Wembley I think is just if they can they get I mean like I said I, I I've think England's before the tournament started would win the whole thing so I kind of hope they do. Uh, but, yeah, if they can get, get through England in London at Wembley, that's something.
1: Yeah. I, I think there is the one, like, I agree with you, you Keeping know, there like massive underdogs in that. But because they're massive underdogs in that, it's like, oh, England playing in London, so much pressure, right? So much pressure, so much expectation. Denmark, completely, this is like a free, free ride free house, house money, you know, house free money. shot, whatever. You just get to house money.
0: Absolutely. Yep. House money. Get to be spoilers for football coming home. Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, I think that might change. Maybe I don't know if that's going to change the way they play or whatever, but uh, I think that that certainly plays into Denmark's hands or there's the
0: one silver lining for them. All right. So Kevin's got Italy over Spain. Uh Colin, make the call England and Denmark. Oh, England. All right, so we've got Italy, England in uh, Wembley, eleventh of July. Didn't, uh wasn't wasn't That's there a tasty. gambling
2: pod where someone said that Italy and England would be in the final? I don't know who that was. Oh, it was me. I'll. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, was that was that you? Yeah, I gotta give my. I mean, it hasn't happened, and it probably won't happen now that I just said that. But hey. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Well. If it happens, I mean, if you actually if made that bet happen. and it's still alive, props to you, because that's a that is a very difficult bet to. Yeah, no all. kidding.
1: I don't know if you you did you make that one with real money or just uh, Florentinos.
2: Uh what's worth more, Florentinos, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, man, I don't even know how to call that Italy. I've been high on the Italy train. Uh, I think they've looked really good. So I guess I'd take Italy over England in the final, but uh, England would be fun too. There was that after they scored, was it the first goal against Ukraine? I think it was a, no, I think I'm misremembering, but uh, there are these pictures and videos of the crowd uh, in, it must've been against Germany because it was in England, Uh, the crowd going wild, uh, just like absolute, you know, Great crowd uh, reactions. Everyone's excited. I mean, everyone's drunk and shirtless. Uh, like a Timbers so game. It would be fun for England to win it.
2: Like, <laughs> well, like there's a good uh, there's a good interview out there of Kane. Like he's getting interviewed right after the game, and the crowd like is still going crazy in Wembley, and it, it like brings him to tears, which is um, that's cool to see. Like it means a lot.
0: Maybe means too much. Too much pressure. <laughs> too much we'll see uh anyone anyone have hard opinions about how the rest of this is gonna play out i guess i just took italy
1: yeah i mean i think i i'll uh i'll take england which is a crazy you know statement to take england to win a major tournament kevin already made it also i'm verifying right now kevin's england versus italy which is obviously still alive uh plus 2500 what? that is a pretty nice bet a lot, bet of, a lot of team with a lot of
2: Tinos. But it won't happen. I, I It won't happen. <laughs> and zero dollars. Because I said it would. That means it won't happen. So
1: England, Spain uh, it is. All right.
2: Fade me. I already said that. Yeah. Fade. Yeah. Fade me. Fade me. It's going to get so close and England will lose in,
0: in uh, PKs. And penalties to Denmark to ruin it. That's so good. All right. Uh, I think that's all. Anyone else have thoughts? What do we need to talk about? Delit meant it. These are professional athletes. That was a handball. <laughs> it's red. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure, Keevan. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Bye, guys. <laughs> Um, okay, okay.
2: Maybe because that's what your shed is, right? It, you're like, literally, what we see is what we get for your shed. <laughs> now you know all
0: about my house. Oh,
1: Keevan feels late on that. I always talk shit right
0: after the collapse on someone.
1: It's just, it wasn't going to be Dan, so.
0: But but I actually read these to try to decide what was worth talking about, so.
1: We're going to make Palmer edit this anyway.
0: Oh, we should.
2: No, no learning. He should be learning stuff.
1: That's always mike's Mike's solution is just never learn it,
2: okay okay.